Welcome to the Australian Property Investment Podcast with your host, Aaron Christie-David. Each episode, we ask an expert to share their key insights for aspiring investors to make confident property choices. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Australian Property Investment Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Christie-David, and for those that don't know me, I run a mortgage broking business called Atelier Wealth. And we specialize in helping property investors start out and scale up their portfolios. And as part of that journey to to even start out and scale up, it means picking the brain of those that have either been there, done that, or live and breathe this daily. And the guest that I'm very fortunate to introduce today is Sam Gibson from Forming Futures. G'day, Sam. Hey, mate. How you going? Doing really good. Thanks. Yourself? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, really good. Beautiful. Now, you're joining us from the beautiful, sunny Gold Coast. Is that correct? I am, mate. I am. It's not too sunny today, but it has been beautiful weather, so I am. <laughs> mate, that's, that's a rarity that the sun isn't shining on the Goldie, that's for sure. <laughs> no, you almost walk on a bit of a change, wouldn't you? It does most days. No, <laughs> don't get me wrong on that one. <laughs> Mate, lovely. Hey, mate, thanks for joining us. And um, and there's a couple of questions that I want to run through. And uh, and the reason why we're changed is because we've been really fortunate to work on a mutual client and a couple more that are in the pipeline as well. So I've got to see how you work firsthand. I've been really impressed. And I thought, look, there's something that's clearly working here. You've obviously hit a market. Um, you, you resonate with the market. You've hit a sweet spot as well. And I kind of just want to kind of lift the hood on your business. Okay, so what's a, what's a typical client experience? How does it work for you as well? And um, I guess we'll go a little bit deeper on some of the questions that we get asked as well, yeah? Yeah, sure thing, mate. Sure thing. Yeah, so with our service, we provide like an end-to-end buyer's agency service. And what that looks like is um, client comes through and we first um, educate them exactly on the market as a whole. So when I talk about a market as a whole, I talk about specific suburbs within a market. And when we identify those suburbs and we give our clients data to support those suburbs, we then look at asset classes within each of those suburbs. Normally, people come to us, they've got a bit of an idea of where they want to buy and where they want to live, um, but we actually go into a bit more finer detail around exactly what their um, investment strategy looks like, both short-term and long-term. Then from there, once we've identified some locations and asset classes, then we go through and we actually go and build property uh, lists for our clients in terms of what's available to buy. And that's both on and off market as well. So when I talk about on-market, it's about me going out, talking to um, our connections with um, a number of agents that we deal with in certain suburbs. And then it means that I actually go through our door knock and our cold call for specific assets as well that suit our clients' requirements. The good thing about this is once we actually identify properties that are available for sale or can be purchased, is that for our clients that aren't here, (laughs) and a lot of our past deals have been virtually (laughs) which has been actually working quite well um you know you've got to be confident in your ability to be able to do it but it's working very well um uh, is that if our clients aren't here literally we go out and we'll do the inspections for them and we video the whole thing we also facetime and um it allows us to provide a lot of structure for our clients because once we do that you know, if you know, put, put it in your shoes, if you're one of our clients, we literally mm-hmm. send you a Google Drive link. And in that link, you'll have a virtual property inspection for the property. You have a set of floor plans. You have a set of zoning plans. You know what the overlays are. It gives a lot of structure because I feel like when people go and look for property, you know, it can be quite exciting or they'll just look at it and say, hey, cool, what's it, you know, what's it going to be worth for me if it's an investment? What's it going to be in return? But you don't have that structure there. So for our clients that, are buying remotely, we provide that service. 
And then for our clients that can actually be here in person, we'll go with them. So we take them in our car, we go out, we look at every single property in person and share our knowledge on that as well. So once we've completed that process, we then literally just manage the negotiation process all the way through to completion. Um, how that's a big advantage for our clients is that because we're in the market every single day, we know exactly what's going on and we've got access to that data. So we can sit down with our clients and say, hey, cool, yep, you like property X. You know, this is five other properties that have sold within the area of similar um, asset type. Um, this is what we believe it should rent for. This is what the upside is for the property as well. And this is where we believe it should be valued as well. So it really helps our clients to have that data on hand rather than sort of saying to the agent, hey, what do you think it's worth? Or having look through realestate.com and doing some comparisons themselves. Yeah. It really helps out having that data on, on hand. It just And it also just gives them the confidence, you know. So... Um, a lot of people, when they're investing in new markets, it's obviously, you know, what information do they need to have their confidence to be like, hey, Sam, you know what? This is a really good investment. Let's, let's, let's move forward and let's make this work. Yeah, yeah, perfect. And when we talk about, say, the market, I mean, yeah, there's, it's, a, it's a catchphrase. There's markets within markets, for example. But I want to go back a step and um, you look at some, some markets that have, like, a, I guess, performed very well. I mean, look at Hobart. Yeah, Byron, uh, and then you look at the Gold Coast, and I think the last read that Gold Coast yields are doing better than Sydney. Yeah, that's a you, 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 that's just a shift. Some people can't you can't like this, that you know they're like, what? What are you talking about the Gold Coast? <laughs> yeah. So, mate, I mean, you're on the ground. So, yeah. tell us what's driving. Obviously, there's a shift to coastal beachside living there's bang for yeah. your buck but being on the ground and seeing i guess the shift of people that are picking up moving homes yeah. making the goldie their new residence what's at a ground level what's driving that sure so so what my view is on the whole thing is is that ever since covid started people had a second view on 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 what their lifestyle needs to be like and what they can do and because a lot of people work virtually these days we're mm-hmm. finding a lot of clients moving to the gold coast because now they can actually have that lifestyle and work virtually, um, um, and work so and work virtually for you know the companies they're working for or for their own businesses as well. Yeah. So, but a lot of people aren't doing that jump so fast as well. You know, um, clients coming through saying, "Hey, look, you know, um, our children have moved up, and we want to buy an investment here because we want to be around them as well." Yeah, um, yeah. So there's 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 a there's a few reasons, but the biggest thing that I think is just because now people know they can work remotely and they can have that lifestyle as well ever since COVID came along mm. as well. And that's just what we're seeing as feedback in the market as well. You yeah, know what I mean? I read it's called the Zoom boom. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Virtual Zoom, man, i tell you what. <laughs> we say that while we're on Zoom at the moment. But, um, it does. We do. Yeah. We do. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's just underpinning a lot, you know, and um, also – Looking at the industries as a whole, um, the construction industry here on the Gold Coast is absolutely booming as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of talking about, you know, market confidence and stuff like that as well, I sort of rest my head on exactly what's happening in that construction industry that backs everything else up as well. So, Yeah, yeah, perfect. And, and I talk about distinct advantage. I almost call it the unfair advantage when, when we have clients that are going through buyer's agents and, uh, like I said, we had the we had the the fortune of working together. We did, we did. And I'll, I'll give I'll give you an example. So, um, love love our clients uh, and their situation. They were stuck. So I think we probably did. I'm going to say two, maybe three pre approvals with them. And I got to the third one, and I said, "Look, guys, um, I feels like we're spinning the wheels a little bit. What do we need to do to think a little bit differently?" And 
Um, so what's that? Three pre-approvals times three months is nine months. Yeah, yeah. I'm rethink this strategy a little bit here for yours, <laughs> possibly ours as well. And um, and I said, look, let's engage a buyer's agent. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it almost took about less than a week for you to it go did. from brief to having a contract to sale. And I think it moved that quickly that it freaked everyone out. It did. It did. We did it in eight days. That was the, the timeline, yeah. eight days. And it's just, it's very interesting because from our point of view, this is a real common thing, a real common thing. You know, we had another buyer come through that has been looking for over 12 months. We did a deal for them um, again in 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and our, Again, and we can laugh thing. about it, but I mean, there's 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 results there, right? but that's I mean, the genuinely that, something there. That's the thing. That's the thing. And 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 people come through to us, and a lot of people think, hey, if we're buying something so fast, you know, they want something, then they go, whoa, whoa what's going on? Mm, yeah. like, well, <laughs> it looks like you gave, yeah, you gave the you delivered on the brief, and it happened too quickly uh, yeah. for them that they freaked out. Yeah, a lot of people like they say to me, how long does it take you to buy a property? And I said, like, oh, about thirty days, but we've done it as fast as twenty four hours. It's just mm. a shift in perspective as well, though. Because as you say, once someone engages you and says, hey, look, you know, I want to go and buy X, and then if you get it done and within a week, they, they sort of can't believe it because they've tried yeah. so long themselves. And because the market's so busy um, and they don't go off the right strategy and, and things aren't organised, you know, the way it should be, and then also they just don't know these agents from a bar of soap, you know what I mean? There's no sort of track record there. Unfortunately, they sort of just get lost with everyone else. And they sort of can't can't believe it. So when we come through and we do these deals, like you say, seven days, twenty four hours, forty eight hours, and things like that, um, it does. People do sort of, you know, sometimes go, "Well, you know, <laughs> this is this is quite crazy." You know what I mean? But again, it delivers those results because what I know is I know that the quicker I get my clients into the market in the right asset type, paying the right money, buying the right stock, it's going to help them cover the value um, uh, inflation that's happening as well. And it's still happening now. You know what I mean? Things aren't slowing down. Absolutely. Absolutely. The a common counter-argument when I go, hey, look, guys, maybe guys, girls, think about a buyer's agent. And they're like, oh, hang on. Why would someone have a property listed off market? Because that's typically how buyer's agents kind of rose to, to popularity, which was, hey, look, we can look off market for opportunities and in a hot market every vendor is going to take it to market trying to get yeah. the best price that they can. So yeah. and well, why would I pay a buyer's agent when that property is still going to come onto the market and I could have found it myself? Yeah. So do you have um, do you have a little bit of evidence that you go, look, here's the number that we do off market or here's yeah. the number that we do on market yeah. but we've been able to successfully negotiate like, you know, under, under prices or favourable terms such as settlement terms as well. Give us a bit of insights there from your experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on-market and off-market deals, it changes 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 for us in terms of what month it is. You know, like if we go back to sort of November last year, we're doing a lot of off-market deals, but now coming through to December and January, we're mm. doing a lot of on-market deals. So it does change for us depending on what month it is. But in terms of talking to people around that saying, hey, look, you know, if there's an off-market deal, it's going to come to the market, so why can't I do it myself? My opinion on that would be, hey, look, there's actually a lot of people that would say, hey, I would sell my property for X, but I'm not going to put it on market. And this is the thing for us. We look for deals where it's a win-win scenario, you know what I mean, where people have owned their properties for 20 years, 30 years or whatever, and they say to us, hey, look, we're not going to market it. We don't want to put it on market, but we would sell it for X. And we know that we've got someone there that's selling out that's, you know, having a win. And then our clients coming and buying it for the right price and having a win as well. So we know they're buying it for the right price and the market's in a good market as well. So for us, that would be my opinion on that. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, okay, perfect. So that's what they call it, maybe a silent listing or? It is, yeah, silent listing. Yeah, there's a few names for it, but silent yeah. listing would be another one as well. And literally, we've just got a database of streets as well. <laughs> so <laughs> every single street, we've got owners, we've got notes, we've got everything. It's all mapped out. It's not just like, hey, let's get this guy a call. It's all mapped out properly as well. So it's uh, it's something, we again, we work on every single day. So that's... Mm. And that almost says it's the power of niching because, I mean, I work... Again, have the fortune of working with plenty of buyers agents. Some will work across markets across Australia. Yeah. Because I feel like you're so hyper niche to one particular area that you probably know at a street level and therefore the right side of the street versus the, you know, the yeah. other side of the street. That you go, <laughs> that street to- that's the house that you want, not that house. Yeah. yeah. People go, hey, look, I found a listing. Do I have a look at it? And I said, ah, oh, look, this is another part. And it, this, was a, um, this was a client that wanted to buy something from in Waters. I found a really good street at here, and I'm like, well, that's next to an ex-housing commission. You don't really want to be there. That's mm-hmm. the bad part of Roman Waters, you know. What do you mean? Okay, this road splits it up. Could it be on this side? It's the same thing as Burley, um, Burley Waters as well, you know. Yeah. You've got Bermuda Street that runs right through the middle. West side of Bermuda Street's different market. East side, different market. But we're talking about within like three kilometres, four kilometres of each other. But things are so different. So in terms of locations for us, you know, we sort of work from Broad Beach all the way just down to Coolangatta. It's more the southern areas of the Gold Coast. But again, it's where I live. You know, I live in Palm Beach, you know, and I work in these markets as well. So not only am I working there, but I'm living there. So being able to comment on, you know, these are the best schools, you know, this is where you should go and eat. These are the best coffees. This is where you should shop. It's just like the whole the whole um, overview. Um, it allows us to provide that level of detail to our clients as well. Awesome. I want to get back a step because you mentioned before that you were doing, you know, obviously with lockdowns and people buying interstate sight unseen. Yeah. Um, look, investors have been doing that for quite some time, borderless investors, for example. Yeah. Um, so it's not, it's not a new phenomenon, but I guess the virtual inspections is something new. So yeah. if someone is interested in doing, say, a virtual or interstate purchase, for example, and they want eyes and ears and feet on the ground, yeah. um, what What's the best way do you feel for someone like an investor to engage yourself or another buyer's agent? And what should they be looking for in terms of blind spots when they're buying sight unseen? Definitely, definitely. So when you're buying sight unseen, the number one thing is you want to have a really good grasp on the market as a whole before you even start looking at property. So when I say that is knowing the market, knowing the information within the markets and the sub-markets first. Once you've gone through that, understanding each asset class and getting a really strong handle on that. Because again, you know, you can go online, you can find out different markets online, read up some data here and there. But once you actually talk to someone working in that market like a buyer's agent, then you can really be confident in your in your approach moving forward and your investment strategy moving forward. Once you get to the point where you're actually looking at property, the biggest thing is one, understand that location and understanding where that specific property sits within that location in that sub-market. Like what I was saying before. If you're looking in a certain area, like say Billy Waters, is it west of Bermuda Street or east of Bermuda Street? Mm. Where is it close to? The next thing I'd look at as well is your, and this is getting a bit specific, but is your lot sizes. So in terms of your land size. Yeah. So typically on the Gold Coast, you get two different types of lot sizes um, as a whole, as an average, where you sort of get your 400 or 450 square metre lot sizes, or you get your sort of 650 square metre lot sizes. 
Then there's a small portion at sort of 800, not many a thousand, but sort of 800 to 900 square metres. Yeah, yeah. um, why that's important is that if you're buying a 400 square metre lot size and you've got a three-bedroom home on it, you can't get sort of much uplift in value. You know, you could maybe convert the garage into an additional bedroom, but there's not much uplift in value. Mm-hmm. But if you move into that 600, 650 square metre lot size, you've actually got room to build a granny flat on um, on the lot as well. And we've got quite favourable zonings in certain parts of the Gold Coast where you can build granny flats and you can get a couple more bedrooms on, on there as well. A lot of our clients are doing that and we're helping our clients through that process as well. So that would be another thing. In terms of buying the property itself, you know, just your basics, you, you definitely don't buy it without building a pest, number one, and finding the right company to do that as well. Because with this whole boom, you know, there's a lot of people doing this sort of service. Uh, we're quite fortunate. We work with a really great company um, in-house as well. Um, and he's great. And he'll come down and do these good pest reports. You know, things like termites and pests are a big thing as well. Making sure you've got a, a chemical barrier in place as well. Um, and then with the building side of it, again, you know, there's a lot of um, sort of shonky upgrades as well back mm. in the day. So having a really good handle on how that all works as well, yeah. that would the be the next thing. Well, 100%, when you're looking at things, looking at the big things as well, we're not looking at, you know, small little upgrades. We're saying, well, what's the roof like, you know? You know, yeah. what's the plumbing like? What's the slab like? Is there cracks in the slab? What's the pool like? What's the fence like? Just the basics, you know, but looking at overall big things that, that could potentially cost you um, cost you money in the long term as well. Yeah, that's sort of a bit of an overview, right? Excellent. I mean, there's been plenty of, I mean, when you talk about it, I've seen it with other coastal areas, you know, um, Money comes in, the area starts to transform, transform a little bit, call it gentrification, if you may. Um, yeah. But what does the future look like for the Gold Coast? Because, I mean, when you go back quite a few years to where it is now, I mean, the food scene is something else, right? I mean, it's, it it's got a cracking food scene. It's got, I think it's kind of shaking off a little bit of that, call it, you know, schoolies tag. And now it's becoming, call it, call for what it is. It's, a, it's almost sophisticated beachside suburb right um, yeah it is apartments but so what is the future that you're seeing look like for the goldie mate sure sure um it's very positive um again when i touched on it before with the construction industry and how much money there's invested in the construction industry uh that's a real positive thing for the market as a whole so what we're finding though now is is that a lot of sort of um suburbs the southern end of the gold coast are developing as well and 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 this is coming with the with the construction, the development side of these um, southern suburbs. So things like you know Burley Heads, Palm Beach, Crumbin, Chugan, um, and then down to sort of Coolangatta, we're finding a lot of boutique developments happening in these areas, and it's and it's backed by that demand by people that are wanting to come here from interstate, and they're moving from places like Melbourne and Sydney and saying, you know, are you kidding me? I can buy a be- a beachfront apartment for X. You know, what are you, what are you yes. talking about? I, I have the conversation all day and people don't understand it. Some people here in Queensland that have been here for a long time, they say, are they crazy? And it's like, uh, well, you know, I, I've actually lived in Sydney myself for, you know, four or five years. I know what it's like. So yeah. um, I'd say the construction industry would be underpinning a lot. And then with the people moving here from interstate, things are just, things are just developing the right way as well. Like you're saying, the food scene, the coffee scene, the shopping and stuff like that. So you've got these southern um southern sort of suburbs in the gold coast that have been used to be so old where a lot of people wouldn't actually live in these <laughs> live in these suburbs as a whole like palm beach itself 10 years ago no one would want to live there and they've just they've just actually grown so much 
And, and in terms of that, the zoning sort of underpins a lot of that development as well. So favourable zoning sort of guidelines came in place to, to say that, look, you can develop in these certain areas. And with that demand of people wanting to move there and COVID and everything else, it was sort of that perfect recipe um, mm. you know, for that moving forward. So to me, it's, it's really positive. Um, things definitely haven't slowed down either. You know, January has been a very good month. It's been really busy. You know, again, a lot of transactions happening in the market and values are still holding as well. So it's a real positive outlook for that for the market itself. Beautiful, mate. There's, um, I'm excited when I see the Gold Coast. I'm like, it's one part, one part of the show that I had, um, that has so much opportunity. The beaches, the, the oh. food. I'm like, there is so much opportunity up to the Gold Coast that I feel like, yeah, there's a reason why people are migrating to the Goldie and I think it's become a, it's, I mean, it's a popular tourist attraction, so internationally it's well known, but I feel like now from the Eastern Seaboard, there are a lot of people, Sydney, Melbourne, that are going, hang on, this can be a great lifestyle, possibly without the price tag that, say, like a Noosa or Sunshine Coast may have. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. great entry point to market, family-friendly, and it's easy to get around, and it's ticking plenty of boxes for a lot of people from an owner-occupied appeal there, from an investor appeal the rental yields are so strong and people, I know people are queuing up and overbidding and pay six months in advance, maybe 12 it's months crazy. in advance. It's crazy. It's still happening. It's still happening, yeah. you know. The rental market's so strong at the moment. And again, you know, Gold Coast as a whole is so close to places like Brisbane as well, mm. which is super handy. So it's not it's not like your sunny coast where it's so far away where you have to yeah. travel so far to get there. Um, and another really interesting thing as well is, is that within these markets, yeah, even though they are developing, there's still so much opportunity. Like even if you look at, like, say, a suburb as Palm Beach uh, as a whole, you've got so many original homes through that place. It's not funny. Still, even today, so there's still so much opportunity as well. And that's not just for that market. That's for the Gold Coast as a whole. Mm. Sure. Love, it. Love that you find the flag for the Gold Coast, mate. Plenty <laughs> of change happening at the ground level. So, um, <laughs> yeah, mate, wonderful. Thank you for your thank you for your insights and thank you for sharing. No worries at all, Aaron. I appreciate the um, invite, mate. I can speak from firsthand experience. It's been an absolute pleasure working alongside you, and um, mate, look forward to yeah, forward to to working more together as well. Me too, mate. Me too. Beautiful. If you want to reach out to Sam Gibson here, yeah, we'll include his details in the link below. And uh, and that's another wrap for the an episode on the Australian Property Investment Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, um, please feel free to reach out. Uh, like I mentioned, my name is Aaron Christy David, mortgage broker at Atelier Wealth, uh, helping property investors. And if you found this helpful, we'd love to hear from you. Until next time, take care. 